Welcome to Veronica with a K, a show where international students get a voice to tell their stories from all around the world. As you can guess, I'm Veronica, spelled with a K, and it's the 10th episode, the last one. Even saying this feels surreal. In this season, I got to interview incredible people from the US, Australia, Japan, Egypt, and more about their experiences in places like Costa Rica, Scotland, Denmark, the US, and Ireland. Each person I invited has a rocking personality and a story worth sharing. Each episode is unique and teaches important lessons about studying and living abroad. It's been quite a journey, and hosting this dance episode is incredibly bittersweet. I honestly feel like it's my baby. Something that started as a final project for my journalism class back in the U.S. turned into this beautiful, inclusive space where people get to tell their stories and share advice. I want to make it better. I try to make it better with every episode, and the growth I see from episode one is something I'm extremely proud of. So it is definitely not the end of Veronica with a K. But just as I'm wrapping up season one of the show, my study abroad time in Scotland is coming to an end as well. As we determined, it is a special episode. So I decided to make it a little bit different. Don't worry, I won't go do a crazy musical episode like they do with, uh, with the TV shows and actors when they just randomly start singing. No, that is not happening. At least not yet. Today, I want to share with you the top 10 things I wish I had known before starting my study abroad journey through some personal stories and experiences. And the memories, the lessons, the tears, the laughter, it was all like, it was a weird world of emotions. And looking back, I wish someone told me how amazing and rewarding, but also drowning and lonely it can be. So here are the 10 things that touched my heart and soul, and I hope they'll do the same for you. So I'm originally from Russia. I'm studying at Washington University in the U.S. and doing a study abroad term here at the University of St. Andrews. So I have this like double international student thing going on, or should I call myself a squared international student? I don't think that sounds good enough. So no, that, that, that's going to be a debate for another time. The first thing on the list for today is openness to learn about people's experiences. And sometimes you have just too much pride to ask for someone's advice or you're too shy to ask someone you don't know about, about their story, because why would they just open up and tell you? But put those worries away, please. If you want to go and study in another country, especially if you haven't been there, experience, um, experience that other people have it's crucial from the very beginning when you're choosing a country. You can do a lot of research, right? You can read, you can watch videos, but nothing is going to compare to talking to someone who experienced it firsthand and hear their experience about it. It hits different. And of course, every story is unique and experiences vary. People are also biased and all of this you will need to take into consideration, which gives you even more reasons to talk to people and learn if you think about it. Because the more you will get to talk to people, like the more people you get to talk to, the more actual experience you will hear, and then you can create your own image. Of course, it's going to be flawed, right? Once again, biases and just people's experiences differ. But at the same time, the more you talk to people, the more full that image is going to be. And the more things you can take into consideration, whether you're deciding on the country you want to go study in, or you just want to hear and plan your trips, it is always, always incredibly helpful to hear from someone who's done it. But it is, it is the fundamental principle of Veronica with a K as well. And that's how I started the show in the first place. I also have a background in blogging about studying abroad, and it all just came together. But guess how I got into that as well? Huh, surprise hearing about people's personal experiences. 
I've known I wanted to go to university in the U.S. since I was like 11, right? Because I saw an amazing YouTube video of Marina Magilka who got into prestigious universities on a full scholarship for her master's program in business. And, you know, it was just a video on YouTube, her speaking to the camera and sharing her experiences about it, about exams, about how she was choosing her programs. And it inspired me. So I thought, why not do the same thing? And I started blogging. And then I started Veronica with a K that literally does the same thing. It shares people's stories to inspire other people to go and study abroad. And just like in that Marina and the Diamond song, I knew exactly who and what I want to be. So I decided that this is going to be my academic future just because I saw a video. And I hope that most of you, after hearing this podcast, or if you're listening live, this radio show, right, you're going to think like, oh, studying abroad sounds so cool. It has it. Pros and cons, but at the same time, it is such a unique experience I cannot miss out on. And decide that this is going to be your academic future, as you should. So hearing about her experience applying gave me a general overview of the application process and what I need to prepare for, even though it differs from like bachelor's to master's degrees. But it changed my life. And I wanted to keep doing it for other people through blogging. And just a couple of weeks ago, I actually, wait, it's actually a funny story. I met with a person who followed me on Instagram four years ago. We've known each other four years when we started our like active journeys to universities in the U.S. And we ended up meeting at St. Andrews. Because he was in London and he was visiting Scotland. And he was like, oh, I know that you're in Scotland. Where are you? I'm going to come down and meet you. And four years later, we met. Just because I was sharing my personal experience, I made this meaningful connection with a person. And so many years later, we got to actually meet. How fascinating is that, right? So this idea of sharing experiences and learning from other people is crucial for you to study abroad no matter how long it's going to be. Whether you want to do a whole degree abroad or you just want to go for a semester, you need to keep an open mind and be willing to listen to people's experiences. Because all of the, pro you know, the programs that invite you to study abroad, they, of course, are going to paint the perfect picture because they want to sell it to you. But you are never going to know about the actual like about the actual issues that may arise during your time abroad unless you talk to a student who has done it. Surprise. So keep that in mind. And it doesn't have to be like major life-changing advice, right? All the time. Of course, some of them will be. But even small details can and will shape your experience because you will get to know like little cafes that your friend who went to study abroad told you about. I talked to Kit, um, Kit Lombard, he is um, a student at Washington and Lee, and he went to St. Andrews last winter. And when I was thinking about it in August, I just texted him and I was like, oh, I know you did it. Can you, like, do you want to grab dinner and can you tell me all about it? And we met up twice. Well, I mean, we see each other on a regular basis, but I mean, we met up to discuss St. Andrews twice. For the first time, it was like a general overview. But then after I got accepted, after I was like, yes, I'm going, we met up again. He gave me so many helpful tips, like applying for a young Scots car in advance to get it as soon as possible. I wouldn't have known that. It's not like there is a specific guidelines that the university gives you, like, oh, this is what you have to do. Of course, they're going to give you like general idea of what you can do to ease your life here, and they're going to be there to help. But they are not necessarily going to give you the answers unless you ask questions. And just circling back, personal experience, asking questions, being open to this experience. Right? So it is time to put your extrovert hat on, even if you're not one, and go out and talk to people about their experience. 
And honestly, you listening to the show is already a step in the right direction. So keep on going. Not like I'm biased and I just want you to keep listening. But it is a great tool. It is a great tool and you can always reach out. I always tag my guests so you can reach out to them and ask them more personal questions if you're willing to. Well, before the second thing from my list, let's take a quick break for a song and I will be back shortly. Welcome back to Veronica with a K, a show about international students and their experiences. Today marks the last episode of season one, so the format is different. There is no guest and you're stuck with me, but don't worry, it's a very useful episode because I'm sharing 10 things I wish I knew before studying my studies abroad. First was to be eager to learn about other people's experiences and be open for it. But you're already doing it by listening to this podcast, so kudos to you. Moving on, you will feel lonely when the rush is over. Yeah, I'm just going to throw it out there. That's it. But it is okay. It is a part of the process. The excitement of a new place will last for a few weeks or months, depending on how long you're there. But eventually, it will be over. And then you'll be hit with the reality where you most likely haven't made that many close friends yet, right? And if it is college, the ones you made might be busy, etc. For sure, you'll have a lot of time on your own, especially in the beginning. But it is not a bad thing. And that's the key takeaway. You need to learn that it is not a bad thing. It is an opportunity for you to clearly think about your goals in this new place, how you want your life here to be and explore. There will be solo dinners, walks, parties, and trips, but those are exactly the moments where you meet the people who will become essential to your journey. The main, the main, the main characters, I like to call them the main characters per se. If you don't put yourself out there by yourself and just hide in your room or like in your flat and just only talk to your flatmates whenever they're free and you're going to be like afraid to look lonely in public, you won't meet the people. So it's just going to be a vicious cycle of you like, oh, I'm so lonely. I don't want to go anywhere alone. But then how are the people who want to be your friends and people who you want to be friends who are going to find you? If you're just sitting in your room watching shows, that's not going to work out, right? That doesn't make sense. So it is a hard part, but you just must power through it. It's going to happen either way. You just got to power through it. When I just got to the U.S., right, my first year there, we had a week-long orientation for international students. So we all got to meet each other and make this initial connections, which was great. But then it was the time for everyone's pre-orientation trips. And it is like five days of themed activities. Some of them are on campus, so you get to see the people that you met before. People get to like spend time with other international students. But for me, I was doing Appalachian Adventure. It is a hike in the mountains for those five days. Do not even get me started on that. I wanted to step out of my comfort zone. I'm still proud I did it, though. And, like, make it a symbol for my college journey. I'm going to do something I have never done before. And I did it. And it was, let's say, a very unique time. Let's put it like that. But what I didn't think of is that I will be captured with total strangers, none of who were international students, by the way. I think there was only one international student who did up adventure. And, like, he was in another team. So none of the international students were on my team and all of the members were American. To say during that time I felt lonely is to say nothing. I was surrounded by those people, but all of them, like they had common experiences. They didn't know each other, but they had this common experiences while I was just a random Russian girl who has never done what they did in high school because the systems are so different. And I also did not really know what they were talking about when they were like referring to some high school games, and I know pop culture, 
you know, pop culture is my thing. But those like local high school things, I never experienced that. So I wasn't really sure if I can contribute to that conversation, which I didn't much. But if I didn't put myself out there, if I didn't do app adventure, and if I didn't at least try to participate in these conversations, I wouldn't have made friends with people on that trip in the end. And I actually got to meet some of my mentors, like upperclassmen students who were hosting that trip, and some friends during the rough, very rough time at adopting in a new country and to a new culture in general while being stripped off my phone because we were in the mountains, right? We had no connection whatsoever, and it was also storming. Just like, you know, to top it all, the weather decided to absolutely storm, and it was pouring rain, and we were walking. We were hiking in the rain. It, it, it's still very traumatic to think of, so I'm sorry. It, it is really, it was a very traumatic experience. And yeah, I was being stripped off of my phone, and the people that I just met, they made friends with, and they were gone, and I was just stuck with these people. And another more actual, like, alone time story was here at St. Andrews. Because um, I have amazing flatmates, right? And we became friends. But during the first few weeks, we weren't hanging out as much. And it was just, like, friendly interactions, but mostly in passing. Sometimes we would go out together, but not, like, regular hanging out kind of stuff. So I was going to parties, hear me out, to parties at St. Andrews and all of the events by myself. And guess what? Every event, I started sitting or standing very, very awkwardly in the corner by myself because I, I didn't know anyone. And it was like club night, me and a drink at a table looking at my phone. And for some reason, I was also always coming on time. I did not know why. So I will be the first person at the party alone by myself. And I can honestly, I can only imagine what the bouncers and pretenders thought. But at that point, I didn't really care. And guess what? At every event I went to, I made brief acquaintances to dance with, talk to for the time being. And of course, not a lot of them transform into very meaningful friendships and relationships. But with time, those familiar faces started to appear in more and more places. Like I would be going to a different society events and the same people would be there. And, you know, just seeing familiar, like, familiar faces in multiple places, it makes San Andreas feel less lonely. And this strategy can be applied to any place because your perception of loneliness loneliness doesn't necessarily depend on how many people you actually know. It's just even briefly seeing familiar faces will make you feel better. And you don't have to make the best friends with everyone you meet during your time abroad, right? You're going to have some close friends, but the more familiar you are with students and people around in general, the less alone you feel. And eventually, you'll strike a small talk. In some cases, it will turn to a friendship. Um, Joey, who was on the most recent episode from India, we kept seeing each other at um, David Russell apartment building and because we, li- we both lived there and there's a dining hall where we would constantly see each other and smile at each other. And eventually, we just like started talking, sitting down to get dinner together. And look, she was on my radio show. Not last week, but like a couple weeks ago. How fascinating is that? So it is all about those little details, but I promise you the loneliness will go away. But it is an essential part of your moving process after the rush is over. So please just keep that in mind and think if you are a very dependent person, please take this into consideration when deciding how far away you want to be gone and for how long. 
And now we're gonna have another break for a very fitting song. Here again in the 10th special episode, I do not have a guest. Rather, it's gonna be a collection of advice I have from personal and previous guests' experience collected in the 10 things I wish I knew before studying abroad episode that marks the end of season one of Veronica with a K. So far, we had number one, being open to listen to advice from people with experience and hear their stories. Not just listen, but actually hear. But if you're here, you shouldn't have an issue with that. Then second is loneliness comes after the initial excitement. But it is an session part of your settling in process and your study abroad journey. So no worries here. You got this. Next is coming off of that. Home is where the heart is. We're going to talk a lot about home today, actually. Even though it is a why, like things I wish I knew before studying abroad, a lot of them are related to your home and your background. So when you're far away from your familiar surroundings, you will long for the comfort of home. It's obvious. You will miss your family, your friends, your favorite food, and the familiar sights and sounds and flavors. But you will also learn that home is not just a physical place. I heard that phrase before, like, going abroad, but it never really fully made sense to me until I actually went away and I realized that home is what you make it. You will find home in unexpected places, in the laughter of new friends, in the beauty of a foreign landscape, and in the memories that you will for sure cherish forever. You know, I'll never forget the first time I referred to my room in Gaines Hall. It is a student's dorm at Washington Lee as home. It was an unconscious decision around, like... I think it was the beginning of October, my first year there. So I got there like late August. And in October, I decided to call it my home. And it happened because it did feel like home at that point. I had the best roommate, Haley, who was actually the first guest on this show. So you can check out her recording of the episode on all major streaming platforms. Highly recommend she went to Costa Rica. It was amazing. It was an amazing episode to kick off the show. And we became best friends. And sharing the space constantly made me feel like we were a little family going through life together. And it really was like that, and it still is. We're going to be living together for third year next year. And our friend group started to slowly form, and in the space, in our room, we would have game nights, late-night conversations, academic wins and losses. So it was all kinds of emotions shared with specific people. And this little moments really made up the feeling of home. So I just eventually started calling it home. And of course, it's not going to compare to your actual home, right? Your home country, your hometown. But it is something. It is something. And I just want you, whenever you're going abroad, to pay attention when the switch from, oh, let's go back to our room, let's go back to the apartment, let's go back to Airbnb, is going to become, let's go back home. It's just something to notice. I think it's a very fascinating phenomenon. Anyways, I've been thinking about this point a lot lately because um, in my case of being an international student, both in the U.S. and in Scotland now, it is weird, but my David Russell apartment flat also became a home at this point. It's been a while. It's been five months, right? And since my time here is coming to an end, but we don't talk about it. We don't talk about Bruno. I already feel sad about leaving the people because they are what truly makes up the place. It is for sure bittersweet. I was already missing Moscow while I was in the U.S. And the U.S. while I was in Moscow. And now, I don't even know how am I supposed to miss places. Am I going to miss two at the same time? Is it going to depend on the mood? But, um, yeah, it is something that I've been reflecting on a lot lately. And it is an important thing for all international students to consider. But there is a good side to it. And 
once you change this philosophy, like the mindset that you have about missing something, because it is not about what you're missing. It's about creating places in different parts of the world where you will always be welcomed. That was a game changer for me. And I'm fortunate to have three so far. And, you know, the list is growing, hopefully very soon. And, for example, now my flatmate, she's going to be working in London. And now, whenever I'm going to be passing by London in the future, I can always text her and meet up for coffee and start, like, reminiscing about good old times at St. Andrews during my study abroad. Because the connections that she make are going to make the country and the place that you are at right now feel like home. So change your mindset and home can be anywhere you want it to be. It is in people and in little details. So yeah, it's a lot and it is an emotional topic. So let's just take another break for a song and I'll be back shortly. Veronica with AK here again. We might not be in Paris, but we are at St. Andrews and wherever you're listening to this right now. Today, we're celebrating the end of season one with a special episode fully hosted by yours truly, Veronica. I have a list of 10 things I wish I knew before studying abroad, and now we're at point four. You are capable of more than you think. Studying abroad is not just about gaining knowledge in the classroom. It's about stepping out of your comfort zone, navigating new cultures, and discovering your own strength. You will face challenges, but you will also realize that you are resilient beyond measure. You will learn to trust yourself and believe in your own abilities. One thing, though, is it is hard to always compare yourself with others, but especially when you're abroad. For the longest time, it will seem like everyone knows more than you do, which is actually true. You're new there, and it's totally fine. Like, circle back to my point one of being open to learn about others' experiences and learning from them. But sometimes, for you, it's studying in a non-native language, in a completely new culture and environment. So you will have a different starting point than your classmates. But at this time, it is crucial to understand that you are capable of having the same level of academic and social aspect success. Being an international student is not a disadvantage. Like, if anything, it is an advantage. Because you have a unique perspective that you need to embrace. And this, like, process of embracing it might be difficult. That is, like, your background, your global background, is exactly why universities and different programs want international students in the first place. So do not try to hide your identity and be confident and you're capable in your capability of doing anything. Anything your other classmates are doing, and even more. It will take time, but you've made it this far already. So one thing you need to know is you're doing great and will only get better wherever you are in life at this point. For me, I really struggled my first semester in a philosophy course. It was a second-year level class. I never really taken philosophy before. And at Washington Lee, the classes are super small. So we had 10 people there, like 12 tops. And the course was taught by the president of the university. So I had to make a great first impression, but it was hard because the people in that course were from all years. So it was a couple of first years, second years, you know, third years, even fourth years. And I had to make an impression on them, on the president. It was, it was a rough social position to be in. And often I felt like I'm just a first year international student who doesn't have much experience in the topic of liberal arts. That's what the class was on. 
And um, I have nothing really to contribute as someone who's coming from a different educational system, and I'm just starting my journey in liberal arts. But on top of that, I was also struggling to read ancient philosophy texts that we discussed every week for a three-hour class. It was, okay, side note, it was still my favorite class that semester, right? But the struggle was so real. Slowly, after the midterm paper that I submitted, it was, I think, our second paper in that class, I started to, like, speak more. I'm not sure whether it was a switch of topics because it was, like, divided into sections or I just, in general, felt more confident because, wow, I made it through midterms. I didn't fail anything. What a win. But every time I gathered enough strength to say something, I felt very proud and accomplished, you know, for, for a reason, now that I look back at it. But before, I had a system, actually. It's, it's a funny, it's, it's a tip. You should do it, too. It's very fun. I had a system where I made a pact with myself to contribute to the discussion at least two times per class. After midterms, I started to feel like, you know, the point people were discussing, the points people were kind of discussing were redundant. And the reason for that was because most of them came from very similar educational systems and backgrounds, and now we all are at the same university. So it is inevitable for all of us to bounce back the same ideas. I, however, was the only international student there, and universities and schools in Russia are completely different from the approaches they have in the U.S. So I decided to speak more about that. And to my surprise, people listened. It sparked more vibrant discussions because it was something new. Those are new ideas and some things that they've never heard of. So my advice here is to embrace your background and be confident in that you have something to contribute to a conversation. That is why you got into that specific university or a program. They want to hear your voice. They think it's valuable and it's going to add something to the discussion. So do not be afraid to use it. Coming off of that, okay, I'm going to let you sing that in, but coming off of that, point five, okay, we had embrace your background, but now embrace the unknown as well. There's this fine line that you need to be walking on. Studying abroad is an adventure into the unknown, and it is okay to feel scared and overwhelmed, but it is also an opportunity for you to embrace the unknown with open arms. Embrace the new cultures, the different ways of thinking, the diverse perspectives, and allow yourself to be curious, to be open-minded, and to learn from every experience. Not just what we were talking about earlier, like preliminary learning about experience before going somewhere, but actually when you got there, don't be that ignorant person who thinks they know everything, or even worse, not just know everything, but don't, but think that their culture is superior in any way. Because if you think your culture is superior, you should stay home. Hot take. But, um, and enjoy your culture. But just embrace this unknown. Embrace new traditions. Because it is in the unknown that you will find the most precious gems of wisdom. It's going to be a life-changing experience. And as I said before, it is incredibly important to embrace your identity and culture and not lose it while moving countries. But at the same time, don't be afraid to learn something new and adapt something from countries you've been to into your regular life back home. Because identity, okay, it is also a hot take, but I think identity, whether it's your personal one or cultural one, isn't something still. It is ever-changing. And all these adventures are impacting yours. So just take the best of it. Take the advantage of all of the adventures you can have and do it all. Okay, okay. 
So the whole list is very emotional, as you can guess, as you can hear. So let's take a break for a song before point six. Veronica with a K is back with a six point off of my 10 things I wish I knew before studying abroad list. It is the 10th episode of the show, so I wanted to make it special and well-fitting. And um, here goes my next advice. It is okay to be vulnerable. It is another hot take, honestly. But yeah, it is okay to be vulnerable because studying abroad will push you out of your comfort zone. And you're vulnerable when you're not in your comfort zone. And it can be both exhilarating and terrifying. And it is okay to feel vulnerable, to feel unsure and to make mistakes. Because it is through vulnerability that you will learn to connect with others on a deeper level, to share your stories, and to truly understand the beauty of human connection. So, don't be afraid to show your vulnerability. From personal experience, you always need to make sure that you're opening to the right people, though. Don't, don't um, run around being vulnerable all the time, right? That is not the point. What I'm trying to get at is that it is okay to ask for help. Let it be from your university, your friends, whatever makes you feel comfortable. You most likely will have no family in the country where you're going, or they're just going to be far away, even within the country limits. So... Here goes the trope of found family. Don't we love those books and TV shows? They make me tear up all the time. So you're going to create a circle of your people. And they don't have to have the same culture or interests or views. Because what truly is important are their hearts. And when you found those people and learned in practice, like I cannot put enough stress on that, learned in practice that you can rely on them, do everything. To keep them. I was lucky to, found this, to find these people during the first few weeks of college. I got to live with one of them. I mentioned my roommate of now two years, which is crazy. We also don't talk about that, um, Haley, because uh, we became each other's rocks on this not simple college journey and continue being them even when we both are doing semesters abroad, which is right now. I haven't seen her in five months, but we still support each other. And honestly, we were just talking about it. We don't even know what we're going to talk about when we're going to see each other because we just stay up to date with everything that's going on in each other's lives abroad. So now it's just going to be kind of awkward because, oh, did I tell you that? And you're going to go, yes, I did. But anyways, my biggest advice is to find the people you can rely on. But also remember that you need to be a person they can rely rely on and turn to as well because it works both ways. And it is connected to my next advice. Self-care. Self-care is crucial. It isn't news, but so many people forget that your whole well-being depends on this little thing called self-care. Studying abroad can be physically, mentally, and emotionally draining. Not just can be, it is physically, mentally, and emotionally draining, as much as it is rewarding. You just have to keep that in mind. It is important to take care of yourself. Prioritize self-care and make time for activities that nourish your body, mind, and soul, and everything. Just the activities that make you feel better. Whether it can be yoga, karaoke, meditating, dancing, journaling, whatever makes you feel better. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So how are you going to take care? You, you need to take care of yourself because how are you going to get involved in, with all of the activities and all the opportunities the study abroad gives you unless you actually feel fulfilled already and you have the energy. You won't be able to succeed unless you're physically and mentally are capable of it. And um, remember I told you to put your extrovert hat on? Well, that's for when you're trying to learn from people's experiences. That will be needed. But when you're abroad, 
once again, embrace your identity. It is important to go out, meet people, but if you're not all about it, remember to take alone time if you need it. Or be social if that was fuels you. Just do whatever makes you feel best and find time for that. Call your family. Do all of these little things that make you that that make you happy, right? Keep your routines. For me, it's it's super important to talk to my family and have at least a couple of hours of just listening to music and writing every week alone. And I call my mom and my aunt almost every day. So it is easier for them to deal with the fact that I'm away and for me to talk about to talk to someone in my native language, which I which I don't really get to do in person a lot these days. So actually shout out to my mom and aunt for listening right now too. I really appreciate it and it makes Veronica with a K truly international level. You know, it takes it because it's gonna be what? It's gonna be people from the US, people in the UK, and people in Russia listening to it. It's already a win. Anyways. Figure out those little things that make you feel better and find the time to do them. Of course, you won't be able to always stick to the scheduled routine because you're going to have a lot of adventures and you're just going to get busy. But having this routine is important even if it gets disrupted a couple of times. Like It's not a big deal. But once you know that you have this dedicated time to do it, please do it. And before the last three advices, we have three more advices to go. Let's take another break for a song. And we're making the whole place shimmer with the 10th special episode of Veronica with a K. I did not have a guest today, so it is a collection of advice from personal and previous guest experiences that I'm sharing with you today. With this list, I mark the end of season one of Veronica with a K. Super bittersweet. Makes me really sad, but at the same time, I'm very proud of the project. And now I've covered seven lessons and seven stories from my experience as an international student in the U.S. and in Scotland. So let's dive into point eight right now, which is I wish I knew that studying abroad would make me appreciate the value of home more. Being away from my loved ones made me realize how precious they are to me. It made me cherish the warmth of random hugs, the comfort of familiar surroundings, and the unconditional love from family and friends. This one honestly took me a while to learn. I got to go back um, for the first time since I started college and left in August, right? In August, I left home, and I got back to celebrate New Year's with my family, my first year, and it is a huge deal in Russia, and I didn't appreciate it. Very dumb decision of me. I got to be home for whole months, which is the longest I've been there since that, mind you. Now, when I look back at it, I realized just how stupid I was for not appreciating it enough. It was weird for me and my mom and my aunt because for them, I was like still a kid who left six months ago, right? And just came back. But for me, I like, I had to text them when I got back, right? I had to text them about leaving the house, about going somewhere. While literally a week ago, I was on the other side of the world, minding my own business, not reporting to anyone and just having all sorts of things going on all the time. I managed my own time, didn't have to notify anyone of it. And additionally, when you like start college and start any study abroad program, everything is so new and so exciting. And there are always things going on, right? Which isn't the case for a lot of people when they come back home. But I did not realize that, right? Because I was dumb. In addition to the reverse cultural shock that I experienced, which is a total, like, totally real thing, right? And I'm going to get it when I'm going to come back to the U.S. next week as well. But I, in addition to everything, also felt very extremely bored. 
because I just had such a vibrant social life and life outside, life outside class in general in the U.S. So coming back to Moscow, where my friends were still studying and I didn't know anyone else because, well, I left, right? I didn't really make any new friendships there. It was really weird. And now, more than a year later, I realized how stupid my behavior and approach were. I didn't realize that it's how coming home is supposed to be. Like, you're supposed to kind of return into your previous state. But I was on top of my, like, new experiences, everything. And it just felt like such a bad drawback. And anyways, I was very sad when I realized that I was actually supposed to enjoy that. And I didn't. And this year, I only had five days. So karma is also real, huh? But anyways, major lesson here. Be prepared that you will sometimes have to learn the hard way the value of your home and family and friends no matter where in the world you are. Um, it is not a separate point, so let, let's make it like 8.5. I also wished I knew how much studying abroad would make me miss out on important moments back home. It is definitely something obvious, right, that you think you're prepared for until it actually happens. And you find yourself crying because you can't hug your best friend on their birthday or visit your grandparents or spend holidays with your family. It all made me realize the value of time and the preciousness of the moments we share with our loved ones. So please cherish every moment while you can. Ah, getting too emotional, but it's okay. We need to power through advice 9 and 10 before wrapping it up. And let's do this. We talked about home a lot. We talked about home. And point 9 is also related to it. I wish I knew that studying abroad would change my opinions broaden my horizons and ignite my curiosity, hold on, that's the obvious part, in topics that people from back home might not be on the same page about. Period. I'm going to let that sink in, right? As an international student, you will explore new places, try cuisines, immerse yourself in diverse cultures, and you will meet people who are going to change your opinions. And it's totally normal. That's the whole purpose of studying abroad. And obviously, all of these experiences, like, fueled my passion for learning and expanded my worldviews. But people back home, they might not have the same angles because they never had the same experiences. And it is important to keep that in mind and don't expect for everyone to accept, like, wait, let me phrase it. Don't expect everyone to actually be on the same page with you about stuff. Because they never had the similar experiences. And in daily life, it's kind of obvious. You don't expect the person you just met to have the same beliefs. But when it comes to people back home, like family and friends, they know one version of you. And when you come back with different views, it can be hard for you to be on the same page. So it's just something to keep in mind. Neither of you should try to enforce those beliefs on each other. Or it can lead to arguments and falling outs, which you don't really want. Unless it is something like really crucial to you and fundamental. But that's, that can be a whole other episode on that. Maybe in season two. We'll see. And the last but not the least, I wish I knew that studying abroad would be the most transformative and beautiful experience of my life. It is life-changing. It's not an exaggeration. You learn how to be independent, manage yourself, the resources, the life, all on your own. A lot of peers your age are not going to have the same experience ever. Even living in dorms in the same city with your parents is different than living in another city, let alone a country or the side of the world. You learn how to take care of yourself and become self-sufficient, resourceful, and confident. Emphasis on confident, right? 
And after studying abroad, you feel like there is nothing that can stop you, which is true. Back to Moscow, where my friends were still studying, and I didn't know anyone else because, well, I left, right? I didn't really make any new friendships there. It was really weird. And now, more than a year later, I realize how stupid my behavior and approach were. I didn't realize that it's how coming home is supposed to be. Like, you're supposed to kind of return into your previous state. But I was on top of my, like, new experiences, everything. And it just felt like such a bad drawback. And anyways, I was very sad when I realized that I was actually supposed to enjoy that. And I didn't. And this year, I only had five days. So karma is also real, huh? But anyways, major lesson here. Be prepared that you will sometimes have to learn the hard way the value of your home and family and friends no matter where in the world you are um it is not a separate point so let's make it like 8.5 i also wished i knew how much studying abroad would make me miss out on important moments back home it is definitely something obvious right that you think you're prepared for until it actually happens and you find yourself crying because you can't hug your best friend on their birthday or visit your grandparents or spend holidays with your family It all made me realize the value of time and the preciousness of the moments we share with our loved ones. So please cherish every moment while you can. Ah, getting too emotional, but it's okay. We need to power through advice 9 and 10 before wrapping it up. And let's do this. We talked about home a lot. We talked about home. And point 9 is also related to it. I wish I knew that studying abroad would change my opinions broaden my horizons and ignite my curiosity, hold on, that's the obvious part, in topics that people from back home might not be on the same page about. Period. I'm going to let that sink in, right? As an international student, you will explore new places, try cuisines, immerse yourself in diverse cultures, and you will meet people who are going to change your opinions. And it's totally normal. That's the whole purpose of studying abroad. And obviously, all of this experience is like, fueled my passion for learning and expanded my worldviews. But people back home, they might not have the same angles because they never had the same experiences. And it is important to keep that in mind and don't expect for everyone to accept, like, wait, let me phrase it. Don't expect everyone to actually be on the same page with you about stuff. Because they never had the similar experiences. And in daily life, it's kind of obvious. You don't expect the person you just met to have the same beliefs. But when it comes to people back home, like family and friends, they know one version of you. And when you come back with different views, it can be hard for you to be on the same page. So it's just something to keep in mind. Neither of you should try to enforce those beliefs on each other. Or it can lead to arguments and falling outs, which you don't really want. Unless it is something like really crucial to you and fundamental. But that's, that can be a whole other episode on that. Maybe in season two. We'll see. And the last but not the least, I wish I knew that studying abroad would be the most transformative and beautiful experience of my life. It is life-changing. It's not an exaggeration. You learn how to be independent, manage yourself, the resources, the life, all on your own. A lot of peers your age are not going to have the same experience ever. Even living in dorms in the same city with your parents is different than living in another city, let alone a country or the side of the world. You learn how to take care of yourself and become self-sufficient, resourceful, and confident. 
emphasis on confidence, right? And after studying abroad, you feel like there is nothing that can stop you, which is true. And this is my final lesson for you. Go study abroad, and after that, you can do anything you want because you're capable of anything. Thank you so much for joining me on this wild ride of Veronica with the case season one. I can't believe I'm wrapping up right now. It's actually very sad, but it is one of my biggest and most precious solo projects. I wouldn't have been possible without endless support of my mentor, Professor Steve Cross at Washington and Lee University. I'm forever grateful for his advice and for always believing in me. A huge thank you to all amazing people I got to talk to, both at University of St. Andrews and at Washington and Lee. Without you and your stories and your willingness to share them, this show just wouldn't have been possible. I'm also incredibly grateful for the entire Star Radio team here at St. Andrews and the hostess with the mostest award I received. I actually picked it up today and it's staring at me at the studio right now. And it has been such an honor to work alongside so, so many talented people. And of course, thank you. Every single listener and supporter, no matter whether you joined live or listened to the recordings, which are available on all major streaming platforms, by the way, follow at VeronicaWK on Instagram to stay up to date. I cannot wait to see you in season two. And remember, no one will discover the world for you.